everyone. Welcome to the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today we're going to be talking about the Hating Game movie. I have to say that I came into the Hating Game late, and uh, thanks to Instagram, I saw that this movie was... I saw a lot of posts about the book. And at first I was like, wow, this book sounds really fascinating. So I ordered a copy of it. And uh, in in typical fashion, I uh, I made a judgment decision and, and bought a physical copy instead of a Kindle copy and uh, waited for it to arrive. And while I was waiting for it to arrive, I discovered that a movie was in the works. And not only was it in the works, but it was due to come out about two weeks after I had ordered the book. So that was a real treat. And I was very excited to, um, you know, I was excited to read the book. And as soon as I read it, I fell in love with the book and was so excited that I'd get to see the movie come to life. So that was, that was huge. Um, Sally Thorne is the author of the book. It was written back in 2016. And it's this fantastic story of two people who are thrown together when their businesses, uh, they're executive assistants for two publishers whose businesses merge and uh, the merger leads to very interesting interactions because their companies are very different from each other. And so you have Lucy Hutton, who's played by Lucy Hale, and uh, she comes from the firm that is, you know, very laid back and uh, they focus on literature and they have a very different approach. Whereas uh, Joshua Templeman, who's played by Austin Stowell, his firm is much more um, regimented and focused on the bottom line. And it's really interesting that these two companies merged in the first place. But when the, these two characters come together and they're they're basically it's it's kind of like a comedy of <laughs> it's a comedy in, in the sense that they're forced to work apart uh, opposite each other in this office so they face each other de- their desks are facing each other in the the foyer where their bosses are and um they basically can't stand each other or so they think and uh, so they have all of these little games that they play and there's the staring game, and there's the, uh, the mirror game, and there's these little things that they do throughout the day, and it's become kind of this this infamous rivalry that uh, the whole company knows about. They they know this this tension exists between them, and uh, you know HR they bring out HR as a threat, and you know but through the course of the story, what you realize is that they actually like each other more than they realize. And and Lucy in the very beginning of the book and the movie says that there's a very fine line between love and hate and loving someone and hating someone. And so that's kind of the basis for this story. Um, the movie was directed by Peter Hutchins and the screenplay was done by Christina Menger. They actually collaborated together on several projects, including The Last Keepers. Um, <clears throat> I have to say that when you look at this movie, one of the things that's, that's really striking to me is that a lot of the reviews that are coming out on this movie are, are from people who haven't read the book. Now, the movie, as anyone knows, if you adapt a book into a movie, a, a book of a certain size, this book, you know, is is, a, is kind of a standard romance. It's about, it's, it's north of 350 pages. But to try and adapt that to a, an hour and a half movie is, is, darn near impossible. I mean, it's just not, it's not something that you can do. Whereas, you know, a Hallmark movie, 
tends to be, if it's based on a book, the books are usually about 200 pages and it's very easy to capture the whole story in the span of 90 minutes. The hating game, in order to make it fit, there were a lot of things that that had to be left out. And a lot of the nuance that the story brings, uh, it, it gets kind of lost in the shuffle. So in a lot of ways, this movie is, is like a gift to fans who have read the book. If you haven't read the book, it's still a great movie. You just don't get a lot of the the kind of the nuance of it, you know, like why Lucy loves Smurfs, for example, and why the nickname Shortcake makes perfect sense and why they hate each other so much in the beginning, you know, to begin with, like, you don't, you don't understand that as much because it's not, they don't get to get into that as much as they do in the book. And, uh, you know, but again, the, the movie works just fine. There is something incredibly powerful about the way this movie was cast. Lucy Hutton, both, both Lucy Hale and uh, Austin Stowell serve as, as executive producers on the project. And in order for Lucy Hutton and Joshua Templeman to work, there has to be chemistry. There has to be good banter. They have to be sexy. And, and honestly, size is a huge thing because Lucy is barely five feet and, uh, you know, Joshua towers over her. So physically, Lucy, Lucy Hale and, and Austin Stowell fit the bill perfectly. And it just, it really adds to it. Um, Christina Mengert's script, you know, as I said, it, it was very difficult to adapt this movie and make it fit into 90 minutes, but they make really good use of the, of the 90 minutes. And so it, it, it really, it flows really nicely and it keeps a lot of the big moments from the book intact. And I think that's important. Um, it's also, it's, it's incredibly funny. It's very sexy. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's listed as a romantic comedy. It's also listed as a comedy. Um, it's, it's sexy though. I mean, it's not, you know, they, they don't kind of tiptoe around the sex. I mean, there is sex, like they're, they're happy that, you know, when they, when they finally come together, I guess if you haven't read the book, I mean, it, it's clear what's going to happen, obviously, but, uh, you know, when they, when they finally start to realize their feelings for each other, they don't hold back. And I think that's important, uh, you know, just in general, but out of respect to the romance community that, you know, you don't have to, to tame it for the movie. It, it doesn't have to be held. You don't have to hold back. It's not as steamy as the book, but it's, it fits for how they, they tell this story. And it, it, the, the, so the, the scenes are, are steamy enough and you don't, you don't miss out on anything just because, you know, there's no nudity or there's nothing like that. There is, well, there is one moment, but you know, it's not, it's not what you think. And it's, it's, uh, it's actually one of the funnier moments of the movie, honestly. Um, so in that sense, it's really, it's an unabashed, romance more than it's a romantic comedy, even though it's funny, but it's, it's lighthearted and it's, you know, it, it's a really great romance book adaptation. And I think that's an important, uh, it's an important distinction. Now, one thing that I, I do want to talk about, uh, you know, and, and if you haven't read the book or if you haven't seen the movie, um, this would be considered spoilers. So if you need to tune out at this point, you know, I, I totally understand, but some of the things that I wanted to talk about with, uh, you know, with the changes to the movie, 
the biggest change, hands down, I saw this on social media. As soon as, as soon as it happened, um, I actually went back and, and I was, I was one of the people watching it in the middle of the night when it came out. And I went and grabbed my copy of the book because I thought there's no way there's something, this isn't right. This isn't what happened. And, uh, and so I had to read and make sure that I, I wasn't making this up in my head, but the, the infamous elevator scene, um, just to set up the, the, the book story, what happens in the book is that, uh, Lucy dresses, uh, you know, she, she's comes into work and she's, she's purposefully going to rile Joshua up. And, uh, then she says she has a date, but she doesn't actually have a date. So she has to go and find Danny and she has to go get him to go on a date with her so that she can make Joshua jealous and drive him up the wall. So as their, you know, as the, their day goes on, he's like, you know, well, where's your date? And then she says where it is. And he's like, well, that's where I'm going. So now she has this, this pressure on her to make sure that all of the, these things, you know, he's going to be there. He's going to see her. So as they're leaving that night in the elevator, he stops the elevator and he kisses her. And he kisses her, he says, because he wants to test a theory. He wants to see if there's actual chemistry there. And, and there certainly is chemistry. As soon as he starts kissing her, she responds. But she didn't initiate the kiss. And as soon as they get done and she says, I have to get to my date, he realizes that he screwed up because she really did have a date that, you know, kind of came about at the last minute. But he realizes that she was going to go out on this date, but it sets the, it sets the foundation for the fact that they do have chemistry together and they can't deny it. And so they know there's something there, but they keep playing this hating game between each other, you know, back and forth with each other because they know that they're fighting it. Like they're, they're fighting it, but they can't really figure out why. And the interesting thing about it is that in the movie, Lucy is the one who initiates the kiss. He stops the elevator. She kisses him and doesn't really know why. And, and just kind of, and realizes that she likes, I mean, she kisses him and then he turns around and, and puts her up against the, the elevator wall and has to lift her up physically so that they could be on the same level. And, um, then she, you know, she says, like, he offers to drive her home and, and she says, but I have to go on this date. And it sends a really interesting mixed message because I understand why they changed it. After the Me Too movement, you wouldn't want to have a scene where a guy just kisses someone without consent. I totally understand it. In the context of the book, it makes sense because you can see their tension building and you can see that he's like, he, he's the one who realizes it before she does. He realizes, I mean, that's kind of the gist of the book is that he's crazy about her from the start, but the way that they come out, you know, they, they come up, come at it. It, it turns into this hate that's not really hate. It's, it's more of a, a, a competition, but it's rooted in something that isn't hate and he sees it before she does. So when he kisses her, he's testing a theory because he wants to see if she feels the same way. And she does, but she has this date and she has, you know, so he says like, if you feel like you're better off, then go for it. And she doesn't, she, she wants him. But if you would put that in the movie, it would come across a very different way and it would vilify Joshua 
in a way that isn't accurate and wouldn't be fair because it's it's a fine line right like it's it's so hard to it's so hard to depict some of these scenes that are in these books that we read because the books are able to build these moments into a way. I mean, if, if they had just met and he kissed her in an elevator, that would be one thing, but they'd known each other for a very long time. And Joshua felt like he was, he saw something between them and was acting on it. And, you know, he's still the bottom line, you know, even in the book, he doesn't ask for her consent to kiss her, but she kisses him back and she likes it. But it's complicated. And that's what serves as the basis of the story. And again, the story was written in 2016, right before the Me Too movement was kind of getting its its, its ground and, and, and gaining ground. So it's it's a hard one. But a lot of people commented that, you know, the book in the movie, the, the scenes don't match up and they were frustrated by it. But that's, you know, I, I think they had to do that. Otherwise, it would have caused... It would have taken away from the movie in a negative way, and it would have presented a, a problem for the filmmakers to to have this scene because it would be problematic to depict it without being able to really build the story behind it. There were other changes. I mean, none so huge, you know, as as the elevator scene. But um, you know, <laughs> Helen and, and Bexley, the, their bosses are very much not friendly with each other at all. And uh, even in the, in the book, you know, they weren't friendly, but they had this tension between them where you could, you could totally see that they might have something going on between each other. And, and in the movie, it's, it's, it would be impossible to, to, to mistake that they don't like each other in the movie. And uh, the ending of the book, when you know how everything gets revealed and and how their their feelings are expressed, uh, that gets changed up a bit too. Um, the The scene at, at the wedding is is a is a little bit different. Uh, it still has a really great impact, but it's not as impactful as the book. Um, you know, so the bottom line is is that the movie the movie is so much fun, and I'm so glad that the movie exists. It is watered down a bit. And again, it's not the fault of the movie. It's not the fault of the cast or the actors or the, uh, you know, the crew or the writers. It's just the, the reality that you can only fit so much in 90 minutes and they do a fantastic job. I mean, you know, my, my favorite scene in the book, the paintball fight came across brilliantly. And, uh, you know, that leads into Lucy being sick and Joshua taking care of her. And, you know, I love that scene. I love everything about that scene and they do a good job of it. It's not the way it is in the book, but it's, it, it works. And, uh, I, I would actually, I would really love to know what you all think of it because it's, it's kind of an interesting thing because fans, the book, I mean, I, I feel like they're, they're, Generally, they're very, very much in love with the story, but I feel like some of the reviews are being done by people who have never read the book. So they're like, I don't understand a lot of these things, you know, and it, it is, it's full of, of Easter eggs. I mean, you look at the, you look at things and you're like, okay, I, I, you know, there's a Smurf or there's, you know, there's Sleepy Saurus and you have to know what these things are for them to make the impact. So it really, it's, it's like a gift to the book fans 
but it's something that you can enjoy if you haven't read the book. So I would love to know what you all think of it. So please, after you listen to this podcast, please hit me up on Twitter or leave a review or leave a comment in the comment sections and let me know what you think of The Hating Game. I think it's great. I'm so happy that it exists and I'm so grateful to, to Sally Thorne and to Lucy Hale and Austin Stowell for bringing this story to life because it's so much fun and it just, I don't know, it just put a smile on my face as soon as I watched it. So huge, huge debt of gratitude to the whole team behind the movie. And, uh, but I would love to know what you think. I'd love, you know, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, what you liked, what you didn't like, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Sarah Beth Pollock. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and I will see you next time. Thanks everybody.